Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Hypopolyglot, a podcast dedicated to the art and science of learning languages. I'm your host, Thad Schmink, and I'm glad that you're listening in. Today, I wanted to share with you a fun learning tool that also puts your language skills and vocabulary to the test. So stick around to learn more about the 50-question challenge. To get started, as you might have guessed from the title of this activity, you're going to need a list of 50 questions. Now, if you like, you can create a list of your own questions. These can be questions that you want to test yourself on or questions that you feel that you need or want to be able to answer. Often my school age students create questions pertaining to their personal interests or hobbies or questions that are gonna help them get ready for their next test. My adult students often create questions that are specific for their purpose for learning the language. For example, a student of mine who works as a flight attendant created a list of the 50 most common questions she is asked in her role as a flight attendant. Now, a second tactic to gathering up a list is to search the internet for suggested or pre-made lists. And I have found that searching for things like interview questions or questions to ask your realtor or getting to know you turns up lots of useful lists and ideas that you can pull from to create your own list. Or you can always download and use the list of 50 questions that I use with my beginner students. I have placed a copy of these questions on this podcast's website, thehypopolyglot.com. It's completely free. Take it and use it as you like. Now, before we move on to the next step, I think it's also important to mention here that you do not have to create or find a list of questions that are in the language that you're learning. If you can, that's great. But if you can't, don't worry about it. This activity focuses on your ability to answer the questions in your new language, not on your ability to ask them in your new language. So it really doesn't matter which language the questions are written in. Once you have your list ready and in front of you, the next step is rather simple. You just work your way through all 50 questions, writing down your responses to each question as best you can, keeping the following in mind. First, always try to answer each question using your new language, even if it's just a simple yes or no or a one-word answer. Of course, answering using a phrase or a sentence fragment is better, and answering the question using a complete sentence is best. But don't stop there. See if you can also add in some additional information that would just seem natural when answering the question. Or see if you can provide a short explanation or justification of your answer. Let's just take a quick look at an example. If the question asks, what's your favorite color, for example? Well, you might say blue, or you might write down, it is blue, or perhaps even my favorite color is light blue. But maybe you can also add in some additional information like, I like blue because it reminds me of the ocean. Or maybe you add something like, I like blue so much, the new car I just bought is also blue. Just write down whatever comes to mind or seems like a natural extension to the answer to the question. But again, don't worry if you find yourself answering with only one word or a short phrase. And before I forget to mention it, also keep in mind that you don't have to answer all 50 questions in one sitting. Then, once you've got everything answered, or at least you've attempted to answer all of the questions, 
it's time to score your performance by using the following rubric as a guide. Give yourself one point for a one word or short phrase answer. Give yourself two points for answering in a complete sentence. Give yourself three points for answering the question with at least a phrase, as well as providing some additional information or justification. And give yourself four points if you were able to answer the question thoroughly and you were also able to throw in some extra comments or information. You will know when an answer is deserving of four points. Now, now many students wonder whether or not they should grade their grammar or take off points in this activity for poor grammar. Well, while it's important to try to catch grammar mistakes, grammar accuracy really isn't the focus of this activity. The focus of this activity is to be able to answer each question thoroughly and completely using correct vocabulary and phrases. Now, if you want to include grammar accuracy as part of the scoring process, you can do so, but I don't encourage it because I find it very difficult to catch and grade your own grammar mistakes. But if you do insist on adding grammar accuracy in, well, then I would suggest the following general rule of thumb. If you are unsure if what you've put down is 100% correct, and you'll know, take off one point. The important thing to remember here, though, whether you're checking your grammar accuracy or not, is to be as consistent as you can each time you grade yourself. Then, once you're done, add up your points. If this is your first time taking the challenge, how did you do? If you scored about 180 points or so, then you probably need to find some new questions to work on because you've pretty much mastered all of these. If this is your second or third attempt at the same questions, did your overall score improve? Because this is truly what you are measuring here. How well were you able to answer these questions compared to your abilities the last time you took it? Because this is truly what you're measuring here. How well were you able to answer these questions compared to your abilities the last time you answered these questions? Were you able to answer them with more complete sentences? Were you able to expand on your answers or provide other additional information more than you did last time? If you scored very well, then this is great, and it's time for a new set of questions. If you didn't do so well, or you scored, I would say, less than 160 points, then you probably need to revisit the questions that had the least amount of points, pick a few of them to work on by looking up some related vocabulary or phrases that will help you to answer more completely the next time, and brainstorm some additional comments or information or justifications that you want to add in to be able to score four points the next time you take the challenge. Then, once some time has passed and you've put some work in, test yourself on the same questions and track your progress. Well, I think that wraps things up for today. Until next time, if you have any questions or comments, please feel free to email me at thehypopolyglot at gmail.com. I would love to hear from you. And in the meantime, get out there and start chipping away at your next language. This is the Hyper Polyglot.